Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers Now, game night. Edmonton and the Ottawa Senators. Six o'clock face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon. And myself uh, on the Oilers Radio Network. We'll tell you Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Edmonton owned and operated Royal Pizza. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download their Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. As we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Different setup for training camp this year, which meant we didn't get a chance to bump into Jay Woodcroft. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. We're going to attempt to uh, reach him uh, once a week as this team gets ready to start the American Hockey League season. Jay, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. All right. Well, just before we get to your current team, I want to ask you about a former player because he's going to make his uh, season debut tonight. Can you maybe speak to the progression and growth that you saw out of Evan Bouchard last year? Sure, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, first off, I'm very, very excited that he's uh, going to get his opportunity tonight and what an opportunity it is before him. So excited for him um, to make good on the opportunity. And I'll tell you a little bit about our experience with with Bush down here in, in Bakersfield. Uh, what we came to see um, right when he was sort of airlifted into our playoff run a couple of years ago and then through uh, the most of last season, uh, up until our pause, I, I saw a young man who was uh, professional. I saw a young man who uh, has uh, some gifts that not every young defenseman um, uh, has. And I saw someone that um, you know was interested in being coached, interested in uh, working at his craft on a daily basis, and. Uh, 
you know, the, his progression uh, from the time we first saw him um, in our playoff run through, uh, you know, the end of January last year when he was logging 25, 26 minutes a night um, was quite positive. Uh, a lot of growth in his game. And, you know, I know he put a lot of hard work in uh, during the bubble this year and in his off season and uh, invested in himself uh, by spending some time uh, with a good organization uh, over in Sweden and so Italia, and uh, I know he'll be ready for his opportunity tonight. All right. Uh, Look, we know he can move the puck, and we know he can shoot the puck. How much better was his competitiveness in terms of, you know, the board battles? You know, is he capable of stopping the cycle? All that kind of stuff, because those, you know, I think those are the concerns. Um, Jay, that some, I'm really bullish on the player. You know that. So if it was up to me, he would have already been in the lineup. Just in terms of the defensive stuff and the the tenacity and those sort of areas, because I know that uh, uh, let's just call him OK from Cali. Was was providing me updates last year uh, on a fairly regular basis uh, down the final thirty games for you guys, and uh, he said that he thought Bouchard was the best defenseman in, in in the division that he was playing in the second half of the season. So did you? I mean, we know he's got the offense, but you know sometimes it's those little things defensively. Did you see a lot of that? Well, we saw growth for sure, and uh, as you know, Bob. It, it, Stepping out of uh, junior hockey into the American Hockey League is a big step for for a lot of young hockey players. And, and the experience that Bush got was to play against men, not only in games but in practice every day. So we saw growth in his net play. We saw growth in him um, displaying urgency going back for pucks. Uh, and I would agree. I thought uh, you know there were some learning moments early in the year, and uh, he got better from them. And uh, come December, and certainly through uh, the month of January, he was he was one of the better defensemen in in our division. And so, you know, I think uh, you always want. Uh, the young players to take the test and and we're going to see tonight with him in, in the lineup against NHL competition um, you know just how far that growth has come but uh, you know I think uh, my my observation of, of Bush is that he's a very coachable kid he understands what he needs to work at and um, like I said I think he's going to be ready for this opportunity tonight I'm looking forward to seeing him take that test uh, Jay, uh, th- this is interesting because I'm taking a look at your roster right now, and the Oilers have multiple defensemen currently playing over in Europe, including Dmitry Samarukov, uh, as well as Philip Broberg, uh, Kemp as well as playing in Sweden. Those three guys are, you know, could be potential. Well, they're going to be coming to North America when their seasons are over in Europe. Uh, and then both Lagesson and Bouchard are currently here. The Oilers are carrying nine defensemen. Um, and I'm looking at your D, and I think there's only two defensemen on their NHL contracts down there in terms of Niemalainen and uh, Lenstrom. Niemalainen and Lenstrom. So, so are, I mean, you is it fair to say, Jay, you have a lot more depth at forward right now in Bakersfield than you do on defense? 
Well, yeah, I, I think, uh, first of all, Keith Gretzky did a heck of a job in, in putting this um, lineup together. I think um, our organization is uh, very, very uh, deep, especially up front, and um, there's a lot of interesting uh, lineup options for the coaching staff down here. Defensively, on, a, on the defensive side of things, I think we are uh, we're going to be a decor by committee, especially early with uh, with the group that we do have. Uh, you mentioned Niemalainen and Lenstrom both on NHL contracts, but we're also seeing the return of a couple players that that we know fairly well, and in Ryan Stanton, who's just a heck of a pro and uh, you know has a lot of NHL experience and Kevin Gravel was in our organization two years ago as well so there's a familiarity with him and a very good experience level with him and then you know uh, we round out uh, that decor with a couple uh, or three players that have come out of college in, in Vincent DeHarnay, Janice Jackson, Yanni Caldas so um, you know I think our decor as it stands right now is going to be won by committee I think uh, um, the, the players will show us in, in terms of how we should distribute the minutes amongst that group of seven players, and and uh, we're looking forward to getting to continue to get to know them better so that we can put them in positions to succeed. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft, head coach Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Jay, uh, the reports I got of the two exhibition games you played this weekend, both games were very close, but apparently Ryan McLeod was amongst your best forwards. What are you seeing out of him? Well, you know what, I I have nothing but a, a huge uh, positive opinion and positive outlook on uh, on Ryan McLeod. I think I think he's um, you know he's. He had a good first year, like Evan Bouchard. He came in and got a little taste of pro hockey in the second round of our playoffs a couple of years ago and, and saw how intense the American Hockey League was. I thought he had a good first year um, where he saw a lot of ice time and was exposed to different situations and um, you know, and wowed everybody with his speed and his body frame and uh, showed um, that he's a prospect to be paying attention to. And I think what's happened uh, since our pause in the middle of March last year is that he had the experience of being around the big boys in Edmonton during the bubble and all the preparations that went into that. He also had the experience, like Bush, of of going over to Europe and playing in a man's league, in a good league. And not only that, but he played for a friend of mine. Um, the head coach of that team over in Switzerland is a guy by the name of Dan Tagnes, and Dan's one of my oldest friends in the coaching community. So he had a very clear understanding of the player he was going to get. He had a very clear understanding of um, the areas that we were looking for in terms of growth with Ryan. And I think, um, you know, in the reports I got back from from Coach Dagnus uh, was that Ryan uh, put in a lot of work with during his time in Switzerland. And, and for me, uh, having watched the camp in, in Edmonton and the practices in Edmonton and then uh, to see him come down here to Bakersfield with that attitude, I, I think uh, he's poised for a very, very good start to the American Hockey League this year. I, I, yeah, I, I, like I... You know, I'd like nothing more to, than to see, uh, you know, Ryan be in the mix next fall and come in and earn a spot because I think he was really close. And uh, the Oilers had some some guys that didn't take advantage of the opportunities given to him uh, at center specifically. Are you going to deploy him mostly as a center or a wing? Yeah, you know what? In uh, you know, our our 
thought process is we're trying to develop him into a top nine um, centerman in the NHL. And, uh, you know, I believe he can – the centers can go and play on the wing if, if yep. need need be. But we're, we're putting him in situations down here where he's playing top three, top six minutes in the middle. And, uh, you know, we want to grow his game like that. There'll be a huge emphasis on uh, face-offs for Ryan. There'll be a huge emphasis on uh, playing on both special teams. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, with the way he's come down here, he has a great mindset. Um, I think his brother in New Jersey provides him with a good template of some a young player that's finding his way in the NHL this season. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, like I said, we're very bullish on, on him as a prospect. Marody and Benson uh, were, you know, had a tremendous year two years ago. Cooper got an ugly concussion. Sometimes those are nasty to come back for for guys, and they're not right. Um, Tyler Benson, you know, uh, it, we had a short training camp. He didn't really get an opportunity to show what he could do here. And, and I wonder if guys like that, they get a little concerned about opportunity and that sort of thing. How have they been since, uh, you know, over the weekend with the two, uh, the two games you guys played in terms of the exhibition games? Well, uh, Ty, well, let's start with Tyler. Tyler um, came down, had uh, some good practices in a row, had a little bit of an owie. So we uh, we we held him out of the exhibition games. Uh, that would explain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that would explain why I didn't see him in the scoring summary at all. Yeah. <laughs> so we we held him out just uh, what's the new invoke term over an abundance of caution. Yes. Um, so we we held him out. So he had a little owie, and and we we've held him out there. Um, um, but we expect him uh, to be returned healthy here um, in the next day or so. So we we hope he he'll uh, he'll be poised to have a good good start to his season. I think uh, I think for him, you mentioned uh, his first year. I mean, he was amongst the league leaders. He was um, somebody who was playing on a first line as a 20 year old rookie. And last year, you know, uh, he might not have had the same production numbers, but he still played well enough to earn his first NHL uh, recall. And so that was great experience for him. I think he also had, um, you know, headed over to Europe and kept his motor running uh, during the first half of uh, this hockey season. And I think we have a very motivated player in Tyler Benson. And so I'm excited to see him start. Uh, Cooper Marodi, uh, first off, is he's healthy. And uh, last year, even coming off that concussion in the playoffs a few years ago, he battled the injury bug all year. And realistically, he did not play uh, from the beginning of January on. So to see him healthy, to see him uh, excited about practicing, we're excited uh, to get him back up and running and have a good start to the season. Both of those guys are our top six forwards down here in the American Hockey League, and we need them uh, both desperately. Jay Woodcroft joins us. Jay, one of the things the organization did is make sure you do have some veteran experience. Uh, Jake Kulovich retired, uh, so you ended up bringing Kevin Gravel in, uh, and you've got uh, Stanton and, and Gravel, two guys that can play in that league and are, you know been into the organization before. Uh, Adam Cracknell got brought back. Seth Griffith led uh, Manitoba in scoring the last two years, uh, and then also Brad Malone signed on an AHL deal. Can you speak to the importance of having some older guys so the kids aren't left, you know, sort of at their own means at times in a league that uh, is, is really competitive? 
Yeah, I think first of all, uh, that goes to the work that Keith and and Ken and the staff have put together in, in attracting those players back into our organization, which I think, uh, you know, as a coaching staff down here, we we really appreciate. I think it serves a few a few things, and, and the first thing is is that we want to surround our younger prospects with uh, good examples, uh, players that, who are almost extensions of the coaching staff players who set the example and drive practice on the ice they set the example in games but they also take care of the meeting after the meeting um, you know when the coaching staff goes in and they say okay we're going to do this but uh, you know as you walk out inevitably there's always a meeting after the meeting and when you have good veteran people like uh, the Brad Malones of the world, the Adam Cracknells the Stantons, the Gravels those guys help um, sell that message and uh, we're excited. We are so excited uh, to surround our younger players with these good people. And I can tell you through the first seven or eight days here in, in training camp and as we head into the first week into the season, there are very good vibes here. Um, and we're, everybody's excited. Now, you have a unique schedule. It's backloaded, meaning you've got an easier workload for the first five or six weeks. Uh, that th- There's a couple reasons why. Maybe we get a little bit of break in time on the COVID-19 front. Uh, also, uh, it allows some of the European prospects to get back in the mix, does it not, uh, Jay? Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, it's positive uh, for a few reasons. The first one is by not uh, front loading our roster, it allows our team to gel and come together. Um, some teams in this division have been skating, you know, since December, and uh, so we've been together as a group for seven or eight days. And so for us, it allows us to get a, a bunch of practices in right now with the group that we have and form an identity and. and and integrate some of the, the systems that we want to integrate. And it allows us to, to come together. And like you said, as we work our way into March and the, and the schedule gets a little bit um, heftier, well, all of a sudden now um, we should be seeing some players come back uh, from their assignments over in Europe. So it allows us to have a shot in the arm, so to speak, as, as we head into uh, March and April. And I, I see that as a positive. And um, I'm excited to see see us grow and, and take advantage of our daily opportunity. Finally, Jay, uh, what's the schedule like this week? So this week, uh, today, we had the day off yesterday uh, after a seven-day training camp. Uh, today, uh, good practice today. We have two more practices, and then we head to San Diego on Friday for a weekend set on Friday and Saturday. So uh, it's going to be a tough opponent to start, but um, everybody here is in good spirits and excited. Jay, we look forward to touching base with you. Hopefully uh, we can make it work at least once a week during the course of the regular season. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. That's Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the uh, Bakersfield Condors. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. As we go to this day in Oilers history, it is brought to you daily in Oilers now by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Back at the 630 Jet Studios, here's Brendan Escott. In 1998, uh, Edmonton's Curtis Joseph records a 30-save shutout of Los Angeles for his 200th career NHL win. The Oilers blank the Kings 1-0 at the Edmonton. Coliseum. Dean McCammond with the, the uh, game's lone goal and actually Bill Guerin was ejected halfway through. For, uh, he got 2, 5 and 10 uh, for instigating a fight with Matt Johnson. 
Matt Johnson uh, was a huge uh, enforcer, has had some uh, challenges uh, since retirement. Bill Guerin, obviously, the uh, general manager of the uh, Minnesota Wild. Dean McCammon out of Grand Cash, Alberta. He could skate until he uh, got his Achilles tendon ripped open and was once one of the ugliest hits of all time, Steve Downey. When uh, McCammon was playing for Ottawa, Steve Downey just crushed him. Not good. All right, speaking of Ottawa, the Oilers and the Senators, we know the Senators are going to be better tonight. They're going to try to uh, shut down, uh, well, maybe not want to take power plays. The Oilers went for penalties. The Oilers went four for five for the extra man. We'll have the face-off show uh, beginning tonight at 6 p.m. Puck drop, 8 o'clock. Tomorrow on Oilers now. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples, our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Of course, we'll have a complete review of last night's game as well. Up next, uh, here's what we got shaking. The federal government has signed a tentative agreement with the manufacturer Noravac, uh, Novavax to produce millions of doses of its COVID-19 vaccine in, uh, in Canada once it's uh, approved for use. The U.S. company is still doing clinical trials of the vaccine, but if Health Canada approves it, a facility in Montreal will begin pumping out doses later this year. Uh, Global's chief political correspondent is david aiken he'll break down the significance of this announcement and what it means to you after 2 p.m on 6 30 chet afternoons of jaylen nye off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell and we'll rejoin you at six o'clock tonight oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad